This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, Patrick and my fellow Scream Queeners. Hey, this is Michael in California. And you know, I'm, I'm the guy that hates everything, right? You know what I really hate? What I really hate is the idea of LGBTQ teens out on the streets. And you know what? Patrick is trying to help out here. So here's what you're going to do. All the rest of you Scream Queeners, listen to me. I just gave 25 bucks. I don't make a lot of money. But you know what? You can match that. Go over to give dot classy dot org backslash sq for scream queens you know what match my 25 dollars that's all i'm asking because you know what if you don't i'm gonna hate you too well not really but i'll be very upset patrick's already raised over 400 dollars he's trying to raise a thousand dollars at 600 dollars he needs more before halloween all i'm asking go over there Give $5. Give $10. I gave $25. Go to give.classy.org backslash SQ. Because you know what? I'm a scream queener, and so are you, baby. <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 206. Is that what we're up to? Is that really what we're up to? My goodness, that is what we're up to. This marathon is driving me bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. But are we here to talk about that right now? No, no, we're not, because we have a show to do. And tonight we're going to be talking about a lost recently rediscovered, really unpleasant grindhouse exploitation flick called The Legend of Grizzly Gertie. And oh boy, what a journey of discovery it's going to be for all of you. But before we set sail on this journey on a blood but before we set sail on this sea of blood that I've led us to, we have some business to take care of because, as you know, the Countdown to Halloween podcasting marathon is a fundraiser to raise money for New Alternatives, which is an organization here in New York City which raises, which takes care of homeless LGBT teenagers. I set a goal of $1,000 for this. Right now we have about mm, maybe 36 hours left. Meh, maybe 30. We're at $831, yo. What? You guys really came through in the last couple of days, and I'm really proud of you, and I'm really grateful, and I, I, we might actually make the goal before the marathon itself ends, because remember, I extended the dates that you could donate up until the 15th, which by all means, don't let us reach in the goal. Stop you from making a donation to new alternatives. No, 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 no. But this may be even more successful than I ever dreamed it would be. So 
Let's not fuck it up in the last few hours, shall we? No, of course not. So what you need to do is you need to go over to give.classy.org slash SQ and make a donation. Easy as pie. Splitity splat. Now, you might go to that site and you'll see, well, and it says he only has $600. Well, that's this is also a Facebook app that's taking donations as well. So between the two of them, we are at $831. Do not question Daddy. Daddy holds the purse strings. And it's a clutch purse that matches his shoes. But that's not the point right now. The point is... I don't know what the point is. <laughs> oh boy, welcome to the home stretch, kids. And you're in for a doozy. I've got two very special guests here to talk about the legend of Grizzly Gertie with me. And they are some of my oldest, dearest friends from college who I did a whole bunch of shows with. So we have lots and lots and lots of tangents that I hope you find fascinating, or at least so ridiculous that you can't possibly turn them off. Because, oh boy, what two colorful characters they are. And I can't wait to introduce them. And, well, you know what? Why don't we just do that? Why don't we just just start the damn segment already? Okay, we're going to do that right about now. So joining me on this next installment of the Countdown to Halloween Marathon are two of my oldest, dearest friends. They're new to the show, so be gentle with them because the piece of film that we are covering is one of the most terrifying things I have ever talked about on this show, and that is the legend of Grizzly Gertie. And joining me to tell her gory and horrible tale are my friends from college. One from high school, too, but you know, whatever. But it was college as well. Whatever. Get over it. Martin McKeown and Wendy Volker! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> hey, guys. Hey! Hi. Hello. Welcome so to the show. It's exciting to be here. I know. We're virgins. <laughs> Well, I don't need to know nothing you about are. you. Oh, wait, you're a married man who's a virgin? No, I'm, I'm a podcast virgin. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Especially oh, well, this all, podcast. It's all downhill <laughs> from here, baby. <laughs> so now I know who you guys are, but they don't know who you are. So, Wendy, why don't we start off with you? Why don't you introduce yourself to my audience? All right. Hey, so uh, I'm Wendy Volker, and I am a resident of Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. Quiet down. Quiet down. It's okay. <laughs> it's really okay here. Um, and uh, I'm a professional events planner, but I was previously a radio producer, and I did have my own podcast for three episodes until I got tired of the sound of my own voice. So uh, I'm not a podcast <laughs> version. Oh, so you're a pod oh. fader. Oh, I would, ne- I would never let a pod fader on my show. I wish I'd known that before. That. <laughs> oh, Too no. Late. Oh, no. And episode canceled. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Slam door. Good night. All right, Martin, how about you? What's your story? Um, So I went to high school with Patrick and college, and um, I live in New York. I 
work as an executive assistant at a private equity firm, and it's as boring as it sounds, but it's a job, so hey. <laughs> and I also, what else do I do? I like to garden, and yeah, <laughs> sounds boring, sorry. He has a lovely garden with lovely pear trees. Well, of course do, he does, because yes. it's Martin, of course. Well, okay. <laughs> So now these two, I've done tons of shows with, mostly in college, some in high school. But Martin, I have the 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 distinct pleasure of having on my resume of being in. We were together in the worst production of Godspell ever on the face of the planet. Atrocious, yes. beyond atrocious. <laughs> and yet we have two Broadway veterans in that cast who went on to Broadway, whose reputations can be ruined with one video. Oh yes, we do. <laughs> Yes, wow, was this your high school production? No. A community church theater? What would you call that? It was community. Oh. It was summer community church theater. Guys, I have yeah. to uh, – we're going to pause for just a second because the one thing, the variable I forgot to mention is I have a 20-pound cat who's in a very bad mood today. So I'm going to go take care of her. Talk amongst yourselves. Please talk about me and anything you talk about. Canon will be used <laughs> as bonus material. Please hold. <laughs> oh, so I really – did you tell us about that? community did i know about your oh it was terrible it was um it was i was a junior in high school and i guess patrick was going to be a senior and it was just bad it was no he must have been a freshman in college but it was terrible it was really oh, bad wow. is that when mavis was invented <laughs> she was there as a young girl <laughs> her hair was flipping <laughs> just blossoming into full mavis <laughs> She was very good training Mavis at the time. <laughs> and I'm back. Stop talking about me. Oh, hey. <laughs> no, we were talking about Mavis. Oh, Mavis. <laughs> so there is – okay, so now my audience is completely baffled. They don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, I don't uh, even want to get into this. <laughs> yeah, it's not Just even know worth Mavis it, is actually. one of Martin's alternate personalities. He's got many. But Mavis had great hair. <laughs> Fine, great. <laughs> yeah. The other thing We're I should mention is that Martin Martin is the creator of the Evil Insect Women, which was the greatest thing oh. that ever happened. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about the Evil Insect Women. Could oh. you please describe what the Evil Insect Women were? Because you could sell that shit right now. Seriously? It was my um, idea of a comic book that I was going to do of these um, Miss Universe contestants who crash into a... <laughs> Van full of toxic insects, and they fall into a, a vat of uh, I'll go into toxic waste, and they combine into like these evil insect women. But for some reason, I don't know why they were evil. They just they, they just were, and um, they would. They looked. Like, they they looked like a, fantastic, a, though. Well, yeah, they, well, they of course, because they were supermodels. <laughs> exactly, they were gorgeous, and yeah, but they were evil. Uh, their their transformation into insect women pretty much just involved costume change. Bodies. <laughs> Pretty much. Their bodies didn't change. Just their <laughs> yes. Well, But they all became evil because that's what happens in toxic ways. And plus, evil yes. insect women is more marketable than nice insect women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we have a surprise for all of y'all. Mm. There is no Legend of Grizzly Gertie. <laughs> well, there is, but it's not a movie. <laughs> it's the Halloween special of the Facts of Life. the most terrifying thing ever put on television. Now, I'm chiming in at a later time. Before you all murder me that I tricked you, happy Halloween! It's trick 
or treat. After all, you've had many, many days of treats, and now you're getting just a little bit of a trick. Listen, we've covered one-off Halloween specials, but it was also a special treat growing up when your favorite show all of a sudden had an episode dedicated to the joys and wonders of Halloween, and maybe it was just a little bit scary. And really, could I pick a gayer show than The Facts of Life? No, I can't. Welcome to a big gay podcast. This is how we roll here. And now back to the show. <laughs> you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and the there you have the facts of the life. Facts of Axe life. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, Martin, go. You're the guest. I'm just going to say that I, I have a, a special, um, what's the word? Boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's very special. For the facts of life. <laughs> it's like, like Mad Libs. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, that, that's enough of that. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted. Keep going. <laughs> who, who are you talking to? You. No, everybody. I'm, I'm done talking. Okay, for okay, now. okay. This is a podcast version. No, you got to take your time. you got to own it. <laughs> okay. okay. And you're the guest, so you have right of way. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That goes for you too, Wendy. Okay, okay. so since you are the guest, it is the Scream Queen's tradition for one of you to give a 30-second elevator speech plot summary of the Facts of Life Halloween episode, and I nominate Wendy. Yay. I had a feeling you would, so. Go. <laughs> okay. Hey, if I picked this... Martin, we'd be here all night. I know, I couldn't do 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Mrs. Garrett and the girls are encountered by a strange man who comes into their Edna's Edibles shop one day and regales them with the tale of Grizzly Gertie and her sisters who were allegedly murdered on this day in this building. And he instills fear into them that Grizzly Gertie may be possessing an elderly female who lives in the building currently. So the girls get all excited that Mrs. Garrett is going to kill them. And hilarity ensues. And does it. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Well done for being put on the spot. Yes, so that yeah. is basically the plot. Yeah, this is during the Edna's Edibles period. And, you know, those glory days before Andy showed up and ruined everything? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I would just like to make a, I would like to make a comment here that I was not, not disappointed to watch this episode. I, frankly, I was very excited to be able to watch it again. But a little disappointed that you, you didn't choose the episode where Andy gets murdered. I didn't like that one. But Andy gets murdered. Gets murdered. But, it wasn't, but it was a lie. He didn't really... <laughs> <laughs> when he it's wasn't dead, alive. when they weren't dead at the end, I was just sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th- this was still a this was still a fantastical episode. So. Yeah. So this aired in 1983. So I was 13, and for some reason, while watching it, I was believing. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to prove that this isn't really happening. <laughs> I think Mrs. Garrett might really be a murderer. She really got into it. I have to tell you, I mentioned this before on the show because this was a while ago. When I screened this episode to possibly cover for the show, it sent me down a three-day Facts of Life YouTube hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which episodes emerged as your favorite? Are you, are you an early Facts of Life? Are you Eastland Academy? Are you are you Edna's Edibles? Are you over their heads or over our heads? Which uh? Which era are well, you? Every one of them has something to offer, and I, I don't. I mean, most of my favorite ones happen during the Eastland Academy things, not during the first season when there were four thousand. 
Right. That was my favorite season. Oh, you, you're just I'm saying bitter. that because of Molly Ringwald. You just missed no. Molly Ringwald. No, he was. He, no, no, don't Nancy. you know the girl who played Nancy or something? <laughs> she was like a family friend. It was like our big claim to fame. Like, our friend is in facts of life. And then she got cut. We're like, damn it. <laughs> we don't know you anymore. Exactly. <laughs> we stopped taking your phone calls. It was really bad. <laughs> no, because one of my favorite memories from college is being drunk in Tony's room. You know, that one night that that happened. <laughs> one night. I think it was a Wednesday. <laughs> it was probably a Wednesday. Of course, it was a school night. And Marty just all of a sudden burst into his Nancy impression. <laughs> you can't did a Nancy take the impression? pressure. <laughs> I don't just remember that. It. Do it again. I That's can't it. Take the pressure. <laughs> remember when she freaks out? She had one episode like where she was the star because uh-huh. they, they, they do the IQ tests and she has the highest IQ in all of Eastland. So all the girls want her to help them with their studying and help with the homework, but she can't take the pressure. Of being the smartest, but yeah. Mm. But it's funny <laughs> when I was going back and watching all these old episodes. A, how funny it still is. And I, I was a surprised how good the writing is for an '80s sitcom. But also just how much this show has influenced my life in ways that I didn't realize. I can't see a production of South Pacific and not get disappointed when somebody doesn't throw coconuts across the stage while someone's singing <laughs> "Summer Chant" and evening. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> when that doesn't happen, I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that was really good. But this episode brought back bad memories because I'd completely forgotten about the character of Roy. Oh, Joe. You and that brat were skimming such ideas. <laughs> like linking up later. Right, my little sausage? Wrong, you weenie. Oh, oh he's, that annoying oh, he, delivery guy? Yeah, he was eminently forgettable, though. Eminently well, forgettable. But he was on the show oh, forever and just such an annoying and really not PC character. What about that? A lot of unwanted joke. sexual advances there. That was gross. He's like, those, you and those sausage links. There was, a lot, so of, there was a lot of inappropriate sausage humor right at the top I of the like, show. I was like, whoa. Like, that's, that's, it went, it went over my head. Ha, ha, ha. No pun intended. <laughs> but as a kid, but I caught it now. I was like, wow, yeah. that was pretty. Pretty dirty. Pretty racy. I'm like, and you're hitting on a lesbian. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's a a tomboy. Yeah, big difference. Excuse me. I saw the touring production of The Facts of Life, The Lost Episode, The Best Little Whorehouse in Peekskill. So I know the truth. Really? Joel Palnicek is a lesbian? Uh Uh-huh. Wow. And and all the others were drag queens. It was really weird. Oh. It was weird that, like, <laughs> I guess we're supposed to suspend our disbelief, but why are they all sharing that one room? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I'm just like, really? It's a big house. You all have to have, I'm surprised there weren't bunk beds. I know. And Blair's rich. Like, why is she still living there? I know. She's still being punished, she gets though, off by, she, she gets off on slumming. <laughs> oh, they're so poor and dirty. Ah, ah. It was preparing her for her time on Survivor. Oh, God. Oh, oh, Did yeah. you see her on Survivor? Did you see Lisa Welchel on Survivor? No, I but I knew I knew of it. She was fucking yeah. amazing. Was she? She came in really? second. Really? She's, she's a, still real Christian, and uh, she's real true believer type. She is. Right? And yet, she's the kind that was like, oh, you're gay? That's the way God made you. That's cool. Oh, oh. Oh, we love her even more now. And now I love her again. Hi, Blair. I love you. <laughs> oh, see, now you just opened up a door. <laughs> None of us are stepping through yet. Oh, I'll do it. I'm the host. 
hop. Yay! Uh, open up the door. <laughs> I'm trying to, but you keep making too much noise. I have to prepare. Hopla. <laughs> Why don't you think I'm funny, Blair? I'm not drunk. I had to rib a party. That's what this episode was missing. It was missing. She was not there. Cousin Jerry. No, Cousin yeah. Jerry was not in this episode. No, she was never funny, but I liked her anyway. <laughs> no. And, and this, this, I guess this technically wasn't considered a very special episode of Facts of Life, then. That's why she wasn't here. Oh, okay, right. It didn't have a poignant message to deliver. Exactly. <laughs> I love or, this special episode. Or Elder Barge. <laughs> Elder Barge? Oh, come what? on. You don't remember when they got a recording contract to sing with Elder Barge under the title Sexy Lingerie? <laughs> no! Oh my god, that's the best episode oh. ever! Alright, I gotta well, find that Well, when Stacey Q was on there... It's an Andy episode, that's why you probably skipped it. Oh, I blocked it out. <laughs> you wear it well. You wear it well, you wear it well. Everybody's like, get to the fucking point. Why are we talking about the facts of life? Okay, so oh, it's yeah. just another day. It's Halloween. <laughs> I mean, it's the day before Halloween at Edna's Edibles. And for some reason, Edna's on this bratwurst kick. Something she's oh. never seemed to have sold before, but now it's all she can talk about is Bradford. Yeah, that was weird. It was so weird. She was acting super weird. Uh-huh. And why was she carrying Bratwurst on towels on her arms, dancing yeah. around? It was like who nobody holds Bratwurst like that. Nobody carries Excuse that me, around. are you a licensed dietitian? <laughs> no, but I'm a vegetarian. <gasps> okay, so Very the idea of wearing though, meat right? doesn't doesn't go well with you. No. She was Lady Gaga before Lady Gaga was Lady Gaga. You're right. Lady Gaga saw this episode and was like, I love it. <laughs> Let's go with beef this time. Sausage has been done. <laughs> yeah, so we have Roy and, 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 and like, uh, like I said, all of that really inappropriate sausage humor. Yeah. And but that was very uncomfortable. To her but was then weird. in walks our guest star for the day, the old man in the yellow coat. Mr. Bigley. I liked his coat, actually. I, I liked his coat, but watching it this time, I just watched it before the episode, and I'm like, his name is Mr. Bigley, and now I automatically hate him. Right. Because well, of Bigley. Know, Bigley, exactly. Well, you know, Martin. <laughs> oh, time, I didn't get that until just now. Yeah. Uh, Martin, I think that coat would really have looked nice on you. You can pull off bold patterns. I, <laughs> that's a line from the show. Yes, it is. Does that mean that Martin is the Natalie of the group now? <gasps> oh, well. Well, it does make um, sense. He would giggle his way through all of his dialogue. Because <laughs> that, if that, if that, that girl remember. could not hold a straight face for that entire run of that show. That is true. Well, that's if he could remember the dialogue. <gasps> hey. Oh, snap. Hey, he always nailed that line, bagels, fresh bagels. That was written especially for him, for Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> for a character especially written for him. <laughs> Okay, did well, you have a character what? especially written for you in any play that you ever did, Wendy? Not specially written, but specially um, crafted. Do you, do you remember Temptation? <gasps> Mrs. Yeah. Habova. Yeah, no, she was a character. However, I'm sure that Václav Havel did not envision Mrs. Habova having <laughs> enormous <laughs> shelf-sized breasts. <laughs> I'm just, I'm assuming that But had he seen our production, he would have been like, that's what this was missing. <laughs> that's what it was missing. And with a face covered in white cold cream carrying a bottle of Bailey's Irish cream. Mmm. 
But that, maybe that was just a directorial choice. Oh, really? That pig? <laughs> that British pig of a director of ours? <laughs> I think your breasts should be enormous. Yeah. <laughs> Not big enough? They can fit through the door. I put, I put soda cans on that piece. They rested there comfortably. <laughs> We've digressed. I'm, I'm we are, well, hey, We're talking about boobs, which is oddly for a gay podcast, our favorite topic. <laughs> so Mr. Bigley is, is just walks into the shop and he's like, oh, I can't believe what they've done with the place. You'd never recognize it. You would never believe what happened here. And he tells the tale of Grizzly Gertie. You know what happened here. The Halloween massacre. What is the tale of Grizzly Gertie? What is it? Yeah, somebody tell me the story. Oh, oh so your it turn, was four, four spinster old maid sisters, which is a very un-PC term, by the way, as Nally pointed out. Uh, he called um, her an old maid. Old maid, okay. He called her an old and maid. She said, that's, not, that's a very sexist term. Like, after two minutes of straight sausage dick jokes, I don't think we can have any <laughs> high ground. <laughs> well, I think she was mad because the four of them are unmarried women living together. Oh, okay. So she took offense. So she took, Too many she took uncomfortable umbrage. parallels, yeah. Yes. So the oldest sister, whose name was Gertie. Gertie. Gertie, she wound up, she was the mean one. She wound up killing her three sisters, Heidi, Heidi Helga, and Fritzy. One Halloween night, Gertrude, the mean one, got into a terrible argument with Heidi and Helga and Fritzy. Oh, you could hear the Dummkopfs and Schweinhunds for blocks. Suddenly, the voices stopped. Why? It's where the massacre part comes in, Dummkopf. <laughs> Old Gertie got Heidi and Helga and Fritzy with a big butcher knife. Never heard in what order. <laughs> so they took Grizzly Gertie away next day, but folks say she never really left. If you know what I mean. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> well, Lonnie's poor after a whole bunch After a whole bunch of dumb coughs. Yes. Then the dumb coughs stopped. Because they were dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you dumb cough. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I'm not a lesbian. I'm a vegetarian. Big difference. A vegetarian. <laughs> Oh, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I've always gotten the two confused. You'd be surprised how often it happens. Okay. Yeah, so that's you what know, happened in the house. But but apparently, over time, everybody who's lived there, specifically the person who has lived in Gertie's old room, has gone mad. Five over time. Always an older woman. Wait a minute. Mrs. Garrett lives in that old room. <gasps> That's right. And, cold, and the room is always supernaturally cold. <gasps> Do you remember? Mrs. Garrett's always cold. Oh, that room faces north. A cold room. Come on. Yeah. Cold room is not that strange. That's true. That's true. Until the folks who sleep in the room start to lose their minds. The way I heard it, there's been five over the years. All women, all crazy. <laughs> that was you dumb cop. I did dumb cop. 
But then Mrs. Garrett comes in with yet another, you know, boa of sausages. <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Bigley can't resist a good sausage. <laughs> five pounds of it. Woo. He wants five pounds that he's going to pick up on the way to the airport to fly home. He wants it by 11. Yeah. He's very pushy, as a Mr. Bigley would be. It was a very weird interaction between those two. Well, yeah. the sexual, they were, it was fraught with sexual tension. Yeah, she's like, is it good? She's like, it's the best. And it was kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> he wasn't being sexual, it seemed like. It was weird. Wow. And why is she giving him sausage? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just was a weird. It's 2017. People can do whatever they want to each other, all right? <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's consensual. Yeah. He wanted the sausage. She wanted to give it to him. Let's go, kids. Let's go. <laughs> So now the, 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 you know, the girls are all freaked out. Oh, there was a massacre here and craziness is happening. And they go to bed. <laughs> well, no. Well, there's all, well, also, I just want to bring out that Mrs. Garrett is particularly upset because she's run out of meat. <gasps> oh, that's right. <gasps> yes. How am I going to make the bratwurst, girls? <laughs> girls, <Yeah>. girls. <laughs> had to get it out. Somebody had to do it. <laughs> But were there big orders coming? I wasn't aware of there being a big rush on the bratwurst. Just work. Mr. Bigley. He was the only customer we ever saw. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I mean, clearly, clearly there was a big bratwurst boom in 1983 in Peekskill. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was the quinoa of the era. <laughs> Peekskill was always on the cutting edge. I grew up does. around there. Always on the cutting edge. I know. I know you grew up around there. So, I mean, you, you lived through this boom. I did. I did. Which is why you're now a vegetarian. I, yeah, I had enough. I had a bill. <laughs> yeah, so now we're left at the cliffhanger. How is Mrs. Garrett going to make all all the sausage? How is she going to fill Mr. Bigley's orders? And the girls go to bed and they get quite a scare. <laughs> you were grizzly Gertie with that knife. Because Mrs. Garrett walks into their bedroom in the middle of the night with a butcher knife. Dude, okay. what is this, up with this, that? that was this never is explained. where I lost it. This is where that, I lost it. It was never explained. No. No. She found it in the kit in the bathroom sink next to her toothbrush, so of course she's gonna walk into the girl's bedroom with it, brandishing it like a murder weapon. What are you doing with that butcher knife? Huh? Oh, I don't know. It was in the bathroom next to my toothbrush. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. This is this is where I was I was with you Patrick. I think this is where I was with you like how could this get how, how did how did it get crazy like this? Like how did this is where it lost its believability for me. Yes. <laughs> Wendy, I 100% was with it until that moment. I was like, no. This no. TV show is a lie. I, I thought for a second, I, I was trying to piece it together. I'm like, well, cuz I it's been so long since I've seen the episode. I didn't remember me how too. it ended. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. It's Mrs. Garrett really must be possessed. How did this happen? I thought Mrs. Garrett was playing a Halloween prank on the girls. Oh. That was what I was thinking. Like, you know, I knew she wasn't really possessed. Like, oh, maybe she's playing a trick. I thought Mrs. Garrett was the one. Because she was the one acting so weird running around with the sausage. And then she walked in with a knife. I was like, so she obviously is in on it because she's acting so crazy. So oh, she has okay. to be. But then she wasn't. And I was like, well, why is she so crazy? <laughs> I'm guessing she's crazy because of all the work that she has to do making all this sausage. <gasps> For Mr. Bigley's big order. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get a feeling? I got a, I got a vague 
Sweeney Todd feeling. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, absolutely. Oh, They're absolutely cool. calling on the Sweeney Todd legend. Yeah. It was really good. And then she was running around with a bloody apron on. Yeah. Yes. And Joe's eating the sausage that she thinks is uh, Mr. Bigley. <laughs> okay, hold on a minute. Let me let me just stop with Joe eating the sausage here. <laughs> I'm not going where you think I am. Okay, did you... The, the props master on this show must have given her a piece of shoe leather. Because <laughs> she was gnawing on that like she a really fever was. and a log. There was no way that was a sausage or a piece of bread. <laughs> No way. It was like a shoe, a boot, a yeah, shovel. Really... It was... Well... She... It wasn't... I don't know. It was not believable. I got no. lost. It, it took me right out of the moment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little but uncomfortable how, Bigley... how, how close you were watching a young girl eat a sausage <laughs> like that. <laughs> Play it again yeah. in slow motion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nibble it. Did, yes. She did. She did put some mustard on it, though. So I mustard. Think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Does uh, mustard go on bratwurst? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, not French's mustard, though. They use French's <laughs> mustard. That's not correct. No. It's Peekskill. They don't know any good... better. You know what? If Peekskill went through a bratwurst boom, they ought to know better than to use French's mustard on the damn bratwurst. Well, I would think Ed and his edibles would be carrying a higher brand of mustard anyway. But, you know, hey, what do I know? No. Okay, oh. I just have to – okay, I have to, okay. sidebar. Some of the people – okay, some of you audience members already know this story because you listened to the episode. Years ago, I went to this music festival, choral music festival in Dublin. Ooh. And, you know, gay choruses from all around the world got together and we got to see each other. It was great, whatever. But, you know, they had all these food trucks set up outside. And by far, the most popular one was this food truck that sold these 18-inch German sausages. <laughs> oh, come on. So you'd be, you'd be sitting in the field, you know, where they had all the tables set up, surrounded by LGBT people stuffing their faces with 18-inch German sausages. It's a little on the nose, don't you think? Well, but that was the thing. It was fun. It was weird. It was like, because you could see everybody was self conscious. Well, I, either they were extremely self conscious, all of a sudden, like, now I understand how girls fe- feel when they eat a banana in public. <laughs> I feel everybody watching me, but everybody was watching everybody else. And I can also see, like, le- some of the lesbians, even some of that I talked to, were like, well, I'm just going to tear into this. Just like, ah! <laughs> Men, rah! <laughs> the patriarchy, That's rah! Joe is chewing oh. so much. Right. She that was, makes sense now, Wendy. It really, she really was chewing does. away at the patriarchy. <laughs> it was really aggressive. It was really <laughs> aggressive. Okay, so back to the bedroom. She's like, it turns out that Mrs. Garrett oh, yeah. is just waking them up at six thirty in the morning so she can come and help them with the fucking bratwurst. Yeah, that was crazy. Girls, girls, I need help with the bratwurst. I'll never make the order, girls. <laughs> but. The thing is, Natalie chimes in with, Ha ha, that was a great joke, Mrs. Garrett. This is much better than the one you played last night. Mrs. Garrett, your joke worked a lot better this time. What joke? Oh, come on. Last night you were standing over my bed at 3 a.m., sharpening that butcher knife, doing a terrific grizzly gertie. Hell, God, you will now learn some respect, yeah? Good joke. <laughs> I wasn't in here at all last night, and I'm in no mood for jokes. What happened the night before, guys? You don't remember. 
I remember. Wait, no, she came. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Oh, so Mrs. Garrett <laughs> came into the room and stood over Natalie's bed, right? With the knife. Yes. The knife. Yep. In a, in a German accent too, right? So now everybody's like, "Ooh, this is getting weird." And they're like, "Latin, then you must have been dreaming, Natalie." But she says, "Well, okay, if I was dr- well, actually Tootie funds us that we said, well, if Natalie oh, yeah. was dreaming, what's this doing here?" And she finds an inscrutable Dun-dun. piece of evidence. What does she find? Guys, this is serious. What if Grizzly Gordy's spirit really is affecting Mrs. Garrett? Tootie, you've been watching too many horror movies. This has nothing to do with movies. If Natalie was dreaming last night, then what's Mrs. Garrett's slipper doing in here? A slipper! Mrs. Garrett's slipper, she can tell because she knows Mrs. Garrett's foot smells. (laughs) Okay, can I just stop in the slipper for a second? It's a high heel slipper. Nobody wears high heel slippers except maybe, maybe... Mrs. Howell on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> My mother Lovely. had a pair of those, okay? Or your mother. <laughs> no, your mother. <laughs> oh, my mother never. No, I <laughs> meant your mother. Not your actual Yo mother. I meant your mother. <laughs> Yo mama. Yo mama. <laughs> so now there, everybody's getting very suspicious, and it's Halloween now. And so mm-hmm. the kids, now we're getting trick-or-treaters to the place and everything's very festive mm. and and, to, and I, I enjoyed that Tootie's trying an exorcism that she found in a book to exercise the spirit of Grizzly Gertie I have to put a candle in every corner every corner yeah. but then she didn't put them in the corners no she oh, put them like, in weird random spots uh huh she put it in weird spots but I like Natalie's line my book says this is how you exercise evil spirits you light candles in every corner of the room that's not exorcism, that's Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh is Natalie's the only Jew, right, on the show? Yes. Yes. So, okay. Yes. He's um, representing. And so now we discover that Mr. Bigley has not shown up to pick <sighs> up his order. Which is very strange because, you know, he was very emphatic about it being ready exactly at 11 o'clock, but then he never showed up. But mm-hmm. then Natalie makes a discovery in the trash. <laughs> what does she find? Martin's coat. <laughs> Why would they throw that away? She should have saved it. <laughs> Even if she killed him for his meat, she should have kept the jacket. Yes, they find Mr. Bigley's very distinctive yellow plaid coat and a butcher knife. <gasps> Why would she throw away the butcher knife? I don't know. <laughs> it was used. It's a one year. It was a one and done kind one of knife. <laughs> It's one of those disposable butcher knives. You know, remember when we had those in the eighties? We didn't care about the landfill. Oh, the landfill. The land. Oh no. The land. Are we sidebarring again? Yes, sorry. Wendy Martin and I attempted to go on spring break together. Oh my god. Oh. Oh lord. We had nothing planned. We got in my car and we just drove south with no destination in mind. 30 oh. seconds after we left New York, Martin got food poisoning. <laughs> and puked all over the back seat. He puked the entire damn trip. <laughs> and then and then we'd make a stop at a rest stop and he'd go, "Oh, can you buy me some crackers?" <laughs> No, and then we give him the crackers. He's like, no, I can't eat it. I'm, just, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll just lick the salt out of the bottom of the bag. Come on. <laughs> totally playing Camille. But the thing is, we stopped 
in Baltimore, and we had no money. No. So the only no. things we could do the things were things that were free. Free. <laughs> So, we so our exciting idea was to go to the Baltimore Public Works Museum. Yep. yep. And learn about the sewers. Yes. <laughs> Which I was getting a very close and personal uh, tour of with myself vomiting in them every two minutes. Well, so like, we got to see how well they were. That's the bathroom. <laughs> well, I told them when they were leaving, you guys are doing a great job keeping up with Martin. <laughs> so you can handle the amount of vomit that's coming out of this boy. You guys have got it going on. But while we were there, they had. A movie that was screening about the landfill. The landfill. The landfill. The land. And it was hosted by this little girl named Stephanie, who for some reason became a phenomenon with us. Oh, I forgot about her. Oh, I did because I I found that movie on YouTube. (laughs) She's like, hi, I'm Stephanie, and I'm here at the landfill. What? I'm going to, oh my gosh. And trash trash compactors don't help to reduce waste. Because even though you've made it smaller, it still has the same amount of moss. <laughs> she had this really hoity-toity speech pattern for someone who's standing in a garbage pile. The landfill. So clearly, oh. clearly we didn't care about the landfill in Titanic 3, so we're sending. So now we have more hard evidence. But then Mrs. Garrett bursts in and she's so happy. Why is she so happy? I know why. She found 25 pounds of meat in the fridge. I got the meat! I got the meat! 25 pounds! Where did it come from? Beats me. I opened my icebox and there it was, staring me in the face. The delivery boy must have dropped it off. But I'm not looking gift meat in the mouth. <laughs> yes, she doesn't know where it came from. Yeah, doesn't know where it came from. Or pork, or lamb, or veal. Just meat. Mystery meat. That's well, disgusting. As she says, never look gift meat in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> or get slapped with it. I occasionally <laughs> take gift meat in the mouth, but that's another story. <laughs> Yeah, she finds all this meat, and they're like, well, I guess the delivery boy must have dropped this off. We never find out where that meat came from. What delivery boy? Roy? Is he delivering meat as well as bread now? No. What delivery boy? You know, they're, they're on a budget, okay? They can't have, you know, they can't have, they're like, should we cast an under five for this? Nah, forget it. We'll just, whatever, oh, whatever, whatever. Just <laughs> adding to the mystery. So now she's got sausage for days. We've got bratwurst <laughs> for the entire county of Peekskill. <laughs> We can feed the masses with this. Who wants the first bite? And all the girls are like, no, no, except Joe. Who wants it? I mean, she, <laughs> she wants, wants it, it all she... right. <laughs> Not sausage. <laughs> so now we all have the group horror watching Joe gnaw down on a sausage that's clearly not sausage, but according to Wendy. No, it's a sock. <laughs> but a nutritionally sound sock because she's the mm. dietitian. Trust Mrs. Garrett. No, so everyone's horrified that now Joe is performing cannibalism. <laughs> In the middle of Edna's edibles. Don't believe the way you guys jump to conclusions. I mean, what hard evidence do you got? A cold room, Mrs. G's slipper, Mr. Bigley's jacket, a butcher knife, 25 pounds of mystery meat. <laughs> it adds up, doesn't it? 
and, and the, the evidence is mounting up and the girls are scared and everybody's scared some trick-or-treaters come in and we get oh, another right. one of those like failed characters because among oh, them yeah. dressed as Annie is Kelly who was a runaway who they tried to make a thing happen and she didn't catch on and didn't last long oh you're so cute you sure are a big Annie vitamins <laughs> Okay, here's some for the little ones. You can put it all in here. It gets heavy for the little tykes. I'll divvy it up later. Okay. Hold it. This is the punk that's been shoplifting around here. Taking candy from babies, that's low. I've done lower. Oh, yeah, I was wondering why they knew who she was and she was stealing. But Kelly was played by Pamela Seagal, who is now <gasps> Pamela Adlon. And Adlon. Pamela's, oh my gosh, that's her? That's her. Pamela is has got an acting career that you would kill for. Oh my god, I didn't realize that was not the same only, person. Not only, not only, the littlest of that is that she was in Grease 2. <gasps> oh, that's right. She was the wannabe pink lady, right? Exactly. And really, who wouldn't want to be a pink lady? Absolutely. <laughs> Joe. Joe. <laughs> Excellent point. Very good. Excellent point. Yeah, so Pamela Seagal shows up, and I love Pamela Seagal. I hated her on this show. Yeah, but now that I know who she is, I'm like, hey, you have a huge career again. You're gonna have a huge heartbreak when they cut you in a couple of episodes. But hey, Mm. it's for the best. So this wacky trick or treat humor. Some other trick or treaters come in dressed as Hansel and Gretel. Well, 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 well. Look who we have here. I'm Gretel. He's Hansel. I knew that. You look good enough to eat. (laughs) Tell me, do you know the story of Hansel and Gretel? Sure. Good. (laughs) Because I'm going to fatten you up and pop you in the oven. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who, of course, are famous for being fattened up and being stuffed in the oven. So they want, they smell something good. I smell something good. I do too. Is it coming from the kitchen? Can we see it? And she's all like, you look good enough to eat. Come see in my kitchen. And, the, and Joe now believes everything and kicks the girls out. And when I love it, finally comes down to this showdown between the girls and Mrs. Garrett because now it's just her and the girls and she's shut up the shop and she's turned off the lights and she's like, it's time for us to all get to business making the bratwurst. Natalie and Tootie, you're going to be first. Again, acting totally crazy for no reason. Exactly. So, no, it was so weird. I know you're not crazy about little kids, but it's Halloween. It's supposed to be their night. <laughs> I, I really didn't mean to spoil things. Mrs. Never mind. It's too late for that now, isn't it? What, what are you doing? Closing up. It's 8 o'clock. Time to work on the bratwurst. I'll need all of you for this. <laughs> Turn off the rest of the lights, and I'll sharpen all the knives and the cleaver. Why, why are you ruining my dreams? Why are you ruining my memories? <laughs> all right, sorry. <laughs> and then they face off with what I love. With everyone. They finally just freak out, and they attack her with broomsticks and baguettes. Which was in the credits. That was in the credits. Remember, like, when they did, like, yes. the... I remember that scene from the credits. I'm like, oh, it's in the credits. Yep. I thought, I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, the bread swords. Yes. From the credits. Yes. Yeah. The credits are, yes, this is a great it's actually a great shot. I love that they use baguettes. And I want to see a horror movie where the final girl saves the day with a baguette someday. 
<laughs> like a really stale baguette. The other thing that happened with trick-or-treaters earlier that they shoot out of the house, they're, oh, they're trying to get rid of the trick-or-treaters. I'm like, we don't have any candy. And Blair's like, here, have a box of pasta. And the kids don't take it. I'm like, dude, that was probably like a $9 box of pasta. <laughs> it's artisanally made. Totally. <laughs> Organic Locally sourced pasta. Meanwhile, he would have gotten some like bullshit, some like bullshit, like dum dum lollipop or one of those stupid lick bat things. Remember those bat things, those taffy bats? Ugh, they're gross. Raisins or worse, raisins. Here, have your circus peanut and get out. No, take the (laughs) you you, you resell that pasta for some serious shit. Wait, can I take a little? I want to take a little sidebar here for a second. Right, bro. Halloween's coming up. Did you guys ever have that person in your neighborhood where you went trick or treating? Who gave out the dumbest thing? And I'm not even talking about raisins. There like was pennies. This, pennies was one, or Ugh. well, yeah. But there was this one woman who, who in the neighborhood I went to, I got busted in because I lived in the, I lived in the country. <laughs> um, Bear but, Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it was very scary. Very scary. Very. Scary. But I braved it for Halloween. But this one woman, she gave out Bible bookmarks. Wait, what? Bible bookmarks. Wendy, she was ahead of she was ahead of the times because Jesus Ween is a thing now. <laughs> Jesus Ween. Jesus Ween. I'm not making this up. <laughs> oh, my, what is Jesus? Ween? Jesus Ween. They hand out Bible shit. <laughs> they they sell special little Jesus Ween Bibles to hand out to trick or treaters. Oh, is that, is that to convince them to – is that to stop them from – Their pagan ways. Well, because yeah. Halloween is all about devils and evil, and let's make it about Jesus. And I said, mm. well, how many fucking Bibles are you supposed to get? I'm supposed to be lugging home a 75-pound bag of Bibles Also, Jesus the the gets Christmas and he gets Easter. He's got enough holidays. He doesn't need another one. I would be egging that. the shit out of your house on Jesus Ween, just as an <laughs> FYI. If you guys are celebrating Jesus Ween out there, which I doubt if you're here on this podcast, but if you are, I'm egging your house. <laughs> oh, not just egg, not just egg. Uh, that that Bible's going through your fucking window. Uh, yeah. <gasps> We'd update forking the lawn to Bibling your lawn or something. <laughs> we all got arrested for forking our theater director's lawn. <laughs> True story. I had, I had no part in that. I had no part in that. I wasn't invited. You didn't like me that week. That week. <laughs> Oh, I miss you. <laughs> it must—it must have been a twenty-one and overnight. Oh, was no. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. A bunch of. Yeah. Okay. One night, I had the bright idea of forking our theater director's lawn, which is where you buy a box of plastic forks and you just stick them in their lawn with the tine sticking up. It sounds stupid, but when you're done, it does look really funny. It looks hysterical. It looks—it looks, it looks pretty good. I did see it. Even the cops I... laughed at it. They loved it. <laughs> No, and it was Halloween, stupidly, so of course the cops stopped us. <laughs> <laughs> took our licenses and we're like, and then like Mark, our theater director, you know, they we had to get, they took our licenses, they gave them to Mark, and he had to give us back to him, and we had to apologize, and he's trying not to laugh at us. I think the cops <laughs> like you have to see this because we're all in costume, and he's like, you really want to see this? <laughs> and we left signs on the door that said like, may the forks house. be with you and fork off and die. We were funny kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fork a lawn, you're going to end up in jail. <laughs> but now Mrs. Garrett's cornered by the girls. She doesn't know what's going on. But then what happens? In walks Mr. Bigley. Dun dun dun. From the back. He wants that ugly coat. Oh yeah, that's what he. Came. I'm like, why did he even come back? 
But he came in the back. He came in the back door. That's their house. Mr. Bigley likes it in the back door. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't very secure of them. It really wasn't. But hey, so it says some old man just walks in. He wants his coat back. He says, so Natalie, can I just get my coat back? I'm sorry if I've ruined things. (gasps) And now everyone's like, how does he know your name, Natalie? And it turns out what's been going on. Natalie, Natalie is taking a film class, and the mm-hmm. whole thing is a hoax, and she made it all up because she wanted to film, kind of like Blair Witch, actually. She was actually ahead of her time. No, before. no, no. You said it wrong. Oh. Blair Witch. The hot Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar, I went for, when I was working at Alberry Playhouse. <laughs> the year the Blair Witch came out, we had... You know, we're desperate for parties, so we had Hall- we had Christmas in July and Halloween in August. And I went as the Tootie Witch. <laughs> Which was witch makeup, a witch hat, plaid skirt, red jacket, roller skates. Roller skates, yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was very good. Thank you. Thank you. People are like, I don't I like get that. it. I'm like, fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> I would have loved to see that. There are pictures. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, and also, this is where I called bullshit. Because Roy has been filming all this. Single camera. It's going to be a shitty movie. But, I just think it's going to be just like their asses. Like, he's in a barrel. Yeah, he's been behind them the whole time. And since this is, you know, an 80s sitcom, it's all staged like a, a stage play. So they've all been facing the other way. So, hey, it's all about asses. <laughs> it's all about that base. She's getting an F. But he's been in a barrel the whole time, except he had just come in. Like five minutes before in a Halloween mess to scare people and left. So he can't possibly be in that barrel. Mm-hmm. That's when I went all Kathy Bates. This is cock duty <laughs> It really is. Yeah. And so Mrs. Garrett isn't really a murderer. It was all just a joke. And Edna's edibles will sell bratwurst another day. We still don't know what kind of meat is in it, but hey. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of – it ended very abruptly and it started very, like, weirdly. I think yeah, it, sometimes when people put stuff up on YouTube, they cut the credits. Uh, yeah, it needed it. Also, it was just like the beginning just kind of started and, like, the guys there delivering biscuits and she's freaking out. Maybe if we'd had the credits, we would have And you wanted to sing more. along with the theme song for the whole experience. Exactly. <laughs> and I would have seen the baguette and, the, you know, no one was coming. You know, I did find, I did find part of the episode – pretty scary one one particular thing um natalie the part with the bear no <laughs> when he's afraid of bears like definitely afraid of bears <laughs> and we abuse her horribly it. about it you're over yeah. the bears i'm over it i'm not scared of bears anymore and really it's mostly because of you guys you're welcome we teased you so much it's called yes. exposure therapy yes and it worked I'm i gave her a copy of, of grizzly the movie grizzly for christmas and she beat the shit out of me with it <laughs> And then I tried to upgrade it to DVD when they came out. She's like, I'm not taking that. <laughs> I already have it on VHS and uh, Betamax and Laserdisc. I think I finally threw it away. I think I finally threw away the VHS tape. Um, I thought of you when I saw that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio with a bear, like, attacks oh, him. Was- you know what? I didn't want to watch that. I'm not afraid of bears anymore, but there's really no point in subjecting yourself to that. <laughs> it was pretty gruesome. Mm. It was crazy. He I was like, oh my. Even though it was, like, CGI and not real, it was pretty... Hard to watch. I'm sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio had a comment. <laughs> he did have a comment. I forget exactly what happened, but I'm like, you, you're going after Mama Bear? No, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Ugh. No, so what scared me about, what really was terrifying about this episode of Facts of Life were Natalie's overalls in the last oh, scene. Oh, God. <laughs> they were What's terrible. going on? What's going on with that? When they weren't, it wasn't pockets. Was it just like a color block denim down her it was legs? terrible. Oh, my God. And what was Blair wearing? She's dressed like a 40-year-old secretary. Like, collar up to her neck and, like, She was the working skirt. girl. She was Melanie Griffith and working girl. <laughs> and her hair was huge and weird. Yeah, they like, cut out the scene with her vacuuming topless. <laughs> <laughs> Too racy for NBC. But not chewing on sausage. Not too that, racy. Yeah, that's fine. Uh-huh, or, or dick jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. Thinly failed dick jokes. The other thing that cropped out on me in this episode, something that I say to this day that I didn't know where it came from until I rewatched this episode was, I hate it when you play Columbo. <gasps> That's why I decided to call his motel down the block. You know what I found out? I hate it when you play Columbo. <laughs> Is that where it came from? That's where I got it from. I, I, you always say that. I know that. You do? I didn't realize Natalie Green was such an influence on, influence on my life. Now what's going on? I hate it when you play Columbo. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you know what? I, um... I think Natalie's but has been an influence on my life too, without like kind of kind of knowing it. Just the just her mannerisms. Uh huh. Yeah, great, I don't know where I'm going with that. Great story. <laughs> oh yeah, are you doing? Oh yes, I see these mannerisms that you're doing now. This is working great in an audio podcast. <laughs> just edit that out. We, it's we, like she's uh, here. Right nowhere. Uh, I did like the part where the, uh, the old man goes to Blair and he's like. And you know what that means? And he winks, and she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> I find myself, I do that all the time. I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. Then I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you you want to agree when someone's like, you know, wink. And you're like, yeah, wink. Martin like, often no, never think. knows what you're talking about. <laughs> He's very susceptible to peer pressure. I Martin, Martin is the very I've smart man. I'm a lot better. I'm a lot better now that I'm middle-aged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we're middle-aged. Yeah. Yeah, I had this horrifying thought. I'm like, oh my god, my friends are going to start going through menopause soon. No, no, no. No, no, no. I've got at least 15 years. Really? Tick. Tock. Yeah. Tick. <laughs> tock. Yep. I don't know what, that was one of those thoughts that like all of a sudden I was, I was, in, I was going to bed, was trying to fall asleep and that thought crept into my head and all of a sudden I was wide awake. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> well, that was like in college when, you know, all you women would live together in your rooms go and you all kind of sync up call like it your, call it what you your, call your cycle no no call the room what you call it i don't know what you're talking about when call, call it what you called it come on martin i don't know what you're tell talking everybody about what you, tell everybody what you called the suite that the girls lived in tell them. i didn't call it that. yes you did martin is also a severe truth denier when it comes to certain things right, when on. it comes to you blame know. on himself he will deny deny not, everything not he me. puts on his cute little yeah, giggle yeah. some people others might have called it the rag room <laughs> But not I. No, not you. The Scream Queens Horror Never. Podcast does not endorse calling girls room the rag room. The rag room. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was Lord. a simpler, less 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 educated time. It was. It was the nineties. 
Oh, man. We didn't yeah, know didn't anything. We had just gotten over parachute pants, for God's sake. We didn't know. <laughs> and we were all down with OPP. Oh, yeah. You know me. Wow. Uh, so I, I, I don't know how to wrap this up, but we should be wrapping it up right now. So what, what is your favorite facts of life memory? Ever? Yeah. I can't take the pressure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know if I could think of a favorite facts of life. Because there are so many. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really loved that show. It was it was, um, it was on. I, I loved it. It was my favorite show growing up. I did watch, I know I watched every episode. I just, it's been so long that I can't seem to put my finger on, you know, which one would be a favorite. Hmm. Okay, great, great segment. Edit that completely out. <laughs> Take it right out. We can edit in a, a one later that she liked. I'll call you back. Oh, uh, I'll just use Siri's voice. It'll be perfect. <laughs> I like the one like where Tootie became where... a fashion model. I anything with Andy was my favorite. <laughs> we hate Andy. No. And here's the thing: I was watching. There's a show on uh, Sci-Fi called The Magicians. Okay. And there's this, there's a guy, and I'm like, oh, he's cute. He's cute. Look at him with a little blondie ginger guy. He's really cute. And I'm crushing on him. And all of a sudden, something registered. I'm like, he's kind of familiar. Oh, my God. It's Andy. No. Yeah. Mackenzie Aston. Who it never occurred to me is the son of Patty Duke and John Aston. I know. Gomez Adams, right? Yep. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. And and, and Neely O'Hara. Wow. And brother of Sean Aston from the Goonies. That's right. And Lord of the Rings. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> thank you martin <laughs> so he's contributing he's contributing i'm contributing what <laughs> okay i've lost control of what's going on now this is what happens during the countdown to Mar- uh, halloween marathon that i hit the wall and i start to lose all control of everything in my life and that's what's happened here and you've got to enjoy it for an hour and i hope that you've enjoyed it and if you don't too fucking bad <laughs> <laughs> he's very offended i'm not talking to you martin <laughs> oh, okay then i'm talking to them that. You're allowed to this curse is, at them. This is Garrett would never approve. <laughs> Girls. Oh, she'd be the first one to tell you to go fuck yourself when the cameras weren't rolling. <laughs> yeah. Blair, drop the shit. <laughs> is Stop putting your tampons alive? down the toilet. No. She's no no no. She's she just turned ninety one and she's a cancer survivor. She had bone cancer. Wow. She's a tough old broad. Yeah. Oh. And now we're going to end the show with cancer. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so anyway, I guess we're going to wrap things up. So thank you guys for joining me for oh, this for very special. This is a very special episode. It, it sure is. It sure because is. there's something very wrong with it. All right. And that's totally cool. And I don't care. I have lots of airtime to fill all of a sudden. <laughs> not that you're filler you're genius you're genius mm-hmm. so do you have any exciting Halloween plans I guess you probably don't because you're boring married people and we're old now <laughs> pretty much I was getting um, I'm very excited to have trick-or-treaters come to my house yay oh nice 
Can I just tell you a funny story about a trick-or-treater that came to my house a couple years ago? Please do. I, don't, I, I still don't understand <laughs> what happened. I still don't understand what happened. So this kid, he was dressed up like a cowboy. And um, he, he's holding out his bag. He says, trick-or-treat. It was a pillowcase. He's, he's like, trick-or-treat. He's like, you know, if I don't fill this bag with candy tonight, ma'am, I want you to call me Linda. <laughs> I swear to God, this kid said that. I didn't know. I had no idea. Was he on drugs? I don't know. I don't know How what old happened. Is he? Yeah, he's oh. like eight or nine. Wow. <laughs> oh. Oh, there's so many levels to that story. I, I just, <laughs> it was the weirdest thing that ever happened to me on Halloween. And you see here on Scream Queens, the name Linda has a very special place. Really? Yes, because every, in every movie, whenever the character's named Linda, they're awful. Hmm. Oh. They're like the worst, most boring people. Like, in- Wait, who's <sighs> the one in... Wait, in- Friday the 13th? Wasn't Linda There the were nice no one? Lindas in Friday the 13th. Who's the oh. really cool one who got the archery arrow shot into That's her? Brenda. Brenda. I love Brenda. And she's <laughs> dead from cancer, too. Why do you keep bringing us back to cancer, Martin? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this is a comedy podcast. <laughs> oh, no, because Martin and I had this whole thing. I talked about it on the Friday the 13th episode. The head she'd been the final girl. Yes, she would have been like alive. All would have been good. She yeah. would have just stepped in and would have been like, "Hey, Mrs. Voorhees, what you're doing is wrong. <laughs> is, against... <laughs> is this my side is, break, is wrong, was... and it's also against the law." And Mrs. Voorhees would have been like, "You know, you're right." And then they would have had like tea. Brenda, you're absolutely <laughs> correct. <laughs> they would have got an apartment together. It would be a sitcom. It would be amazing. <laughs> Okay, thank you guys. I'm ending the show for the 14th time. It's been okay, great yeah. having you on. Happy Halloween to you both. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. And I'll let you know when it's up. Yay. I'll thank talk you. about the show, not my penis. <laughs> That's been up this whole time. I always masturbate while podcasting. I don't want any part of this. Too late now. <laughs> You're implicit. Rockwest Girls. <laughs> Oh, That's how we should have ended the show. Okay, bye, guys. Oh, have a good night. All right, bye. Good night. Bye. Girls, wait. No matter how selfish, manipulative, and stupid, thank you, stupid, Natalie has acted, uh, she wasn't totally lying. I wasn't? Mm. The legend is true. It is Halloween. And there will be a murder in this house tonight. My beautiful Screamers is going to wrap up another episode of Scream Queens for the day. I hope you forgive me for that little trick I pulled on you, but I just couldn't help myself. You know. And part of it's Doug Shapiro's fault, to be completely honest. Uh, Doug Shapiro was coaching me through a particularly dismal portion of my life where everything was just as wrong as it could be and I don't know we got onto the facts of life you know as gay men do when they're having a conversation about serious topics and he just said you know what you got to do Patrick you got to be the Joe 
Joe was tough. Joe was smart. Joe didn't take shit. Joe didn't back down. You have to learn how to be the Joe and not be the Tootie. Because Tootie would just roll away. Whether she wanted to or not, you know, the, the, the force of the conflict would just make her roll. Never mind. Silly. So it was also, you know, doing this episode was also a journey of self-discovery again. Getting in touch with that inner strength of mine. <sighs> all right, enough of that bullshit. Now, we all know that I'm not playing voicemails during the Halloween marathon. We know that because it's almost over. One more show. But it was pretty much party weekend for the past three days. And I've been locked in my apartment as I have been for the past two weeks, hunched over this laptop, getting scoliosis, occasionally peeking out the window when I hear people having something that sounds like fun. So I need to hear what you did for Halloween. I'm going to be living vicariously through you again this Halloween season. It doesn't seem right that a horror podcast host would miss out on the Christmas of the... But, you know, I do it to myself. I do it to myself, and it was for a very good reason. He says, as he's chiseling three days' worth of eye gunk out of the corner of his eye, but, you know, hey, 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 glamour, you don't know. It's an audio podcast. You have no idea what I'm wearing right now, if I'm wearing anything at all. What was I talking about? Oh, yes. I want to hear about, you know, your Halloween parties. I want to hear about your haunted house trips or, or you know, spooky corn mazes or creepy, I don't know, bean dips. I don't know. Whatever. Just, I want to hear about it. And you can do that by calling me at 917 8 Sorry, 917. I almost gave out my actual phone number. 917-720-2047. Daddy is... Somehow, when, you, when you're right at the breaking point where it's all going to be over, it's that much worse. Anyway, 917-720-2047. Or you can write those stories in at crew at screamqueens.com. And of course, that's Queens with a Z like Liza. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. And I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens. And people are already starting to send in their Halloween costume pictures for us to put up on the brand spanking new Instagram account, courtesy of Sexy Alexis over yonder. And you can find that at Scream Queens Podcast, one word. And of course, if all of these 14 back-to-back-to-back-to-back episodes was not enough of me all up in your ears, then by all means, you need help. And the only help you're going to get is by coming, becoming a Patreon subscriber. You'll get bonus episodes every month. You'll get goodies when I get them, uh, screeners and stuff like that. And you, 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 you'll be helping out the show in a brand new way. We've, we've already heard the vast improvement in the sound quality on these Skype recordings. Even in the midst of the marathon, when Kristen and Dan were on, it was still like, <laughs> but now it's crystal clear, and it's thanks to you guys, thanks to those Patreon subscribers who allowed me to buy a grown-up app instead of freeware, and now it sounds rich and beautiful and cultured, just like us. Yes. Um, what else did we have? To- oh, yes. Well, duh. Yeah, I mean, of course. This is this is the homestretch, kids. Get on over to give.classy org slash sq and make those last minute donations even though it's technically not the last minute but it feels like it is 
one more day to Halloween, 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 and then there's nothing for you kids. Sorry, I'm sorry, homeless teens, there's nothing. You didn't make the goal, you get nothing. No, that would be terrible. That would be a terrible thing to do. No, just forget I ever said that. Daddy's, daddy's, daddy's punchy. Daddy, daddy's punchy. And Smoochie's had it. Smoochie's looking at me like, you are a nasty, nasty man. And you smell. You smell like my litter box. So, so I'm going to segue right from, you know, litter boxes and smells thereof to my guests for tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to be joined by the illustrious host of the delightful Bloody Date Night podcast. And that would be the betrothed couple of Josh Krebs and Liz Richards. And we are going to be ringing in Halloween the right way by talking about the lady in white. Clearly it won't be me on my wedding day because there's no way I'm going to get away with a white dress. Ha! That was hilarious. No, it wasn't. Okay, Daddy needs a nap, and I'm going to take it right about now. So, until next time, until, you know, like 20 hours from now, continue to make the world a creepier place. And never, ever, ever forget that Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. You know, I always said I'd die in the final reel. Like, I would, you know, I would get... Everybody at the end of the movie and then wind up getting killed helping other people. That may be what happens right now. I might get all the way up to this last episode and drop dead in front of my laptop. Smoochie, I hope you know how to use WordPress because we got to publish that shit regardless of what happens to me. Until tomorrow, kids. Happy Devil's Night. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches!